Welcome to the Digital Public Relations Podcast, covering news and trends in the digital space. Produced by the students in the Public Relations Program in the School of Media and Journalism at Kent State University. Hi everyone, I'm Jessica and I'm a senior public relations major in the digital PR class and I'm here with my co-host. Hi everybody, my name is Zoe. I'm also a senior in the PR sector of Kent State University and today we are going to be talking about social media influencer marketing on Instagram. So one influencer that I follow is Natalie Maraduena or Natalie Noel on Instagram. Jess, do you follow her? Yeah, she's in the vlog squad, right? Yeah, she is. She's YouTuber David Dobrik's neighbor that he grew up with. And she moved out to LA to work as David Dobrik's assistant. And over the years, she kind of became a character in David Dobrik's vlogs. And as the vlogs got more popular, she also got more popular and kind of started to establish a brand for herself. Yeah, I've definitely seen a lot more of her recently, just um, on Instagram and social media in general. I definitely see her moving away from YouTube and kind of doing her own thing. But I feel like she's really gained a great following lately because she's kind of that small town girl next door that turned into this big social media star. And she's really relatable. She has a lot of relatable topics. And she didn't grow up in the industry like a lot of the influencers that you see today. And just kind of going back, she has a lot of realistic things that um, are relatable to her audience. Yeah, I agree. One of the reasons why I really like Natalie is I think she represents like a really realistic body image and her content is like super relatable because she's a foodie and, you know, she loves her family and she loves fashion, which is something I think um, a lot of her audience can really relate to. But since 2017, she's accumulated 4 million Instagram followers. And because of this following, she's done some pretty big collaborations with household name brands like Revolve, Steve Madden, Ulta Beauty, to name a few. And I've noticed that she also uses her Instagram platform to kind of model and promote David Dobrik's merch. And he does his merch through a company called Fanjoy. And I've noticed that Natalie has been posting um, pictures of her wearing the merch and tagging Fanjoy in the photos and using that platform to promote that product as well. And I'm an avid listener of David's podcast. And I remember him saying that in the shortest month of 2020, February, they made seven hundred thousand dollars in merch alone and I know that they do most of the promotion for that on both Instagram and YouTube yeah that's crazy but I completely believe that and I definitely see her reaching out a bit more and I feel like every promotion picture that I see of David's merch like Natalie's typically in it and they really used her to kind of promote um, his merch as well and she's kind of just like a part of that brand and I really think that this is the best way for them to reach their audience too, because they know that most of their audience is going to be like on social media. And I feel like they're really good at tapping into them. 
Yeah, you're right. And I think smaller influencers like Natalie, they offer unique advantages for brands because not only are they easier for the brands to reach, but I think their connection to the audience is much more intimate than that of influencers who are like really big. And I think like me personally, I feel like Natalie is like more reachable and she's more relatable than um, some of the the huge influencers like Kylie Jenner, for example, she's super famous and influencers like her, when they have a larger reach, it can be harder for brands to connect and really utilize that influencer marketing. Yeah, I completely agree. And looking at an influencer like Kylie Jenner, who is as big as she is, um, I kind of mentioned before about how Natalie didn't like grow up in the industry, but Kylie is like one of those influencers that really did. And she knows how it works. And she's kind of found the strategies that work for her. But just comparing her to Natalie's, like their Instagrams, it kind of seems like Natalie kind of has to put a little more work into her posts for that reason, because she has to work with every brand and make sure that she's like appeasing the brand that she's work with, working with. Yeah, I agree. I think just by looking at Natalie's page, you can see that she's like really doing a lot to promote the posts and the brands. Like in all of her captions, she's putting a little blurb about the brand itself and the product that she's advertising. And it she's almost always tagging the brands in captions or in the actual photo and using hashtag ad and things like that. But I think Kylie is much more different and she doesn't have to really do as much. Yeah, hundred percent. But Kylie basically, I feel like Kylie basically uses product placement and just posting a picture with the product with no tags or anything. Like she doesn't have to post hashtag ad because she's so big and like all of these brands would love to work with her, but obviously she gets to pick and choose what she wants. And she like, I saw one post that she was just sitting on the steps with a bunch of Louis Vuitton bags. And she was like, she didn't have to post the name or anything or tag them at all. Like just the picture of her with these bags got her the exposure that the brand was looking for with that post. So I think that that's kind of where she differs from like smaller influencers and where she, I guess, kind of has the advantage of like not having to work as hard. But I definitely think that Kylie also uses her platform to promote her her own products and like her sister's products a lot too. So she does a lot with Kylie Cosmetics, like showing them, showing those products on her Instagram and her stories and stuff like that, along with her sister's products like Skims and um, Good American. Yeah, I've noticed that. And I think her... Um, both Kylie and Natalie use their platforms to promote other brands, but they're also using their platforms to reach their audience and promote their own brands and products. Yeah. And I see that with a lot of influencers now, like they have their own products to promote, especially I'm seeing that with a lot of like the beauty gurus on YouTube, which I would also count as influencers like James Charles, um, people like that who like have their own products and now they have, they collaborate with brands to have their own things to promote online. And I feel like that's what we're getting from a lot of influencers now that it's more just like partnering with other brands. But I definitely think that it's all about just kind of 
figuring out what works for them. And I see that like looking at both Kylie and Natalie, it's all about seeing what strategies work the best for their audience and the status that they have as an influencer. Right. And I think that regardless of the size of the influencer's audience, collaborating with influencers is a really great investment for businesses. And I think that like from a PR perspective, influencer marketing allows businesses to expand their reach and utilize influencers audiences to reach more people. Exactly. I think it'll, it really allows brands to establish themselves on social media, like outside of their already own social media pages. So it kind of broadens the community and gets new online conversations started um, instead of what's already been established by them. Yeah, those new online conversations are crucial for brands. And I think there's huge potential using social media influencers to market brands and products. And especially with the shift that we've seen since the COVID-19 pandemic to more like digital stuff, I think the digital PR space is really only going to expand and grow from here. And we're going to be seeing more of this influencer marketing and things, things along those lines in the, in the future. Absolutely. I think that the brands that aren't already using influencer marketing um, are definitely going to move toward that a lot more. I feel like a lot of brands are already kind of shifting into this um, use of influencer marketing for their strategy, like their online strategies. Um, and I think that'll be really helpful for them. And I feel like we're really only go going to see more of this in the future, especially with the place that we're in with the virtual world that we're living in in the pandemic. Yeah, exactly. I think brands would really just be stupid to not utilize social media and influencer marketing for sure. Yeah, um, I completely agree. Um, I think it's time for us to wrap it up, but it was a great conversation I think that we had. And Zoe, thanks for taking the time to sit and talk with me about this. Yeah, thank you. I really enjoyed myself and thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure to tune in next week for another episode featuring some more PR trends in the digital space. Bye guys. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe, share, or send us your comments on SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify. Find us on Twitter using the hashtag PROnlineChat. We're looking forward to hearing from you.